MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Here on the Nightcap, alongside Joe Fan, filling in for Sean King from WinBet. I'm Tim Murray, and we welcome in in studio. We promoted it on Friday's show. Jared Smith from Pixwise in the house, my man. Hello, guys. Welcome Good to, to town. You. Good Thank to see you, you back Appreciate in. It. Uh, in Las Vegas, last time you were here was the NFL draft. It was, it was very good, profitable for very us. good weekend. <laughs> yes, it was. I know. I, I swear. I need it. I need him to come to town like all the time. NFL draft was oh, yeah. incredible. Prior to that, it was conference championship weekend when we made some futures bets. That's there. right. And then today, sorry, Joe, my guy Juan Soto <laughs> was able to come home plus six eighty and then uh, double down plus two seventy head to head against Julio. So, um, can I convince you to stay in Las Vegas full time? You can actually. Oh, okay. Can I can I have a few weeks to move my stuff across the country first? I guess. All right, fine. So I'm, I'll see you here in like what three weeks for preseason NFL. No. My guess is we're not going to keep that same streak going of every time I come into the studio we win. Probably not. <laughs> that's going to end not. at some point. But that's exciting, man. You're coming out to I, Vegas. I am. Congratulations. What made you? Uh, what made you decide? We've we, now we don't have our New York correspondent. Joe, no. So uh, you know he has been. He was our guy on the nightcap. He's such a. Such a, a, a team player came on 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight Eastern yeah. on Friday. I'm a late night guy. You're a late night guy, but now yeah. you're coming here, so it's a little more manageable. But we uh, that's exciting, man. Uh, welcome, uh, I guess, to town prematurely. Yeah, it's a big deal. Also, money-wise, the rent <laughs> in New York, the New Jersey area. Slightly different? I don't know if you saw this. I think it's like $5,000 a month in June, like the average rent price in the city. So that's gone. Uh, How do people pay that? I don't know, Joe. It's it's people are rich. Gamble more. Yes, gamble more or gamble less, frankly. (laughs) Uh, But if you looked at those handle numbers in New York, they're certainly gambling more. But there's a lot of factors at play. Obviously, just being in this city, like when you want to be an actor, you move to Hollywood, right? Sure. Like I think that fits my. I'm I'm a gambling guy now. I was actually thinking about Phoenix, as we've discussed. Yeah, Phoenix, cool city. But Scottsdale. But then. One of my friends who doesn't really know me that well was like, you're, you're the gambling guy. Move to Vegas. Like, what what are you doing? And then I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense, right? And then I looked at my budget, and I was like, yeah, that this this definitely makes sense. So <laughs> you'll be seeing a lot more of me for better or for Are worse. you driving out? 
I am with the nice. golf. There you go. It's going to be an interesting road trip. I did that. Trip. I did that uh, two years ago. A tough road trip. I, I did it a year ago. Well, you were coming from, how long is the drive? Because you were coming from what, Seattle? 18, 19 hours. Okay. Woo. So I did two days. Yeah. Yeah, I, that'll take you a day or two. We did, uh, it took me, I took my time. I, I think total was four days, three nights with the dog. So it was like eight, nine hours a day. So I went Maryland, Indiana, Indiana, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, mm. New Mexico. Because there were f- like wildfires in Denver or yeah, in Colorado. Aaron, Aaron went that route. And I think it was, I think I'm doing the Denver, Chicago to Denver. Yeah, I would. Straight through Pennsylvania Turnpike. I'll stop at Penn State, State College, get a little creamery ice cream. There you go. You're and alma mater. get down to the little nitty gritty of the Midwest there. Eventually making my way out to Denver. And nice. Spin on down. Well, exciting, man. It'll be great to have you in town, especially perfect timing. Uh, I'll have to do it before football for season. Football season. You going to join some contests? That's a good question. A they, right Pixwise put us in the super contest last year. I did pretty well. It was about 500, actually. Nice. I think it was like 52.5%. But I think I'll do Circa. Yeah, I mean, these guys are here so good. Right? You got the me. Survivor. You got yeah, Circa Millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll tag team on I was in. Did you get uh, in all of them? I did. I only did the college. I did uh, William Hill College last year. Like you, finished. Yeah, you're a college. Not in the money, uh, but, you know, finished top 100, over 500. So I was happy yeah. about that, 41 and 39. It's a shorter Shorter, uh, it's not the full season. So William Hill was eight games a week for 10 weeks. It was week two to week 11. Mm. Um, so, you know, basically we had a couple, four weeks, and you're just, you're done. Can't deal with it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it tis the season for uh, for contests. They're all about. and uh, Got to start saving up the bank. Looking over, uh, looking over to Derek right now, Survivor up to 690 wow. entries and 496 for for circa millions. All right, a lot to get to, Jared. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about the Minnesota Vikings um, okay. and the, the comments that came out from former Vikings linebacker Ben Lieber, who essentially, I'll paraphrase, I won't read them all like I just did. Basically, Mike Zimmer didn't like Kirk Cousins. No. And everybody knew that, and it was just a weird vibe. And he more or less just blamed the defense, said the defense stunk. They were 31st last year. That's why they didn't make the playoffs. They were 27 two years ago. When you look at the Vikings and the uncertainty with the Packers' wide receiver situation. Now, I, you know, I just mentioned this to Joe going to the break. I love the defense in Green Bay. It's, it's really good. I'm not over the moon about Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator. Uh, his third stop and his previous two weren't very uh, ceremonious. But their defense is just flush with first-round picks. But that said, they don't have a guy yet. You know, Alan Lazard, is, is he your guy? Is he your no. number one? You know, is it... Um, the rest of that division is not very good. No, and that's what Joe. And that, that's, that's what really Chicago. I think Chicago is debatably Joe. Would you say the worst team in the NFL? Yeah, them or I. I, probably, I think Atlanta is the worst team in the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, you're picking between Chicago is pretty options. bad. I would probably but, take Chicago. I think Houston and Atlanta are probably there too that you would debate. How good are the Packers going to be, honestly? And I think that's the question you have to really ask yourself. Because if the Packers are going to be even without that wide receiver core. A good defense, a good quarterback, maybe the best quarterback. I think they could be a borderline great defense. Look at the so let's just go through it. So they draft Quay Walker. He now gets to pair with Devondre Campbell, who was you know came out of nowhere, had a Pro Bowl season last year. Still have Preston Smith. They lost Darius Smith to the Minnesota Vikings, though. Yeah, the secondary is ridiculous. Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. I mean that, that defense is pretty good. That secondary is. Nasty. Remember, Jair Alexander missed the majority of last season. David Bakhtiari missed, I think, all of last season, right? So their offensive line was a little in flux. 
You know, you got Kenny Clark up front. Um, I like that Packers defense a lot. They drafted Devontae Wyatt. They had two, I like that two more first-round picks on the defense. So I really like that Packers defense a lot. So, that I mean, that's what... But I'm also not racing to lay, what was it, $1.90 for them to win the division. So I'm kind of stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place. Like, if I were to make a bet, it would be on the Vikings to win the division, right? Like you have, yeah. Joe. Um, I think looking at the team What'd you sheet, get? What price you get on them? The plus 250 Yeah, is what I got them at. Okay. When was the last time they won the division? It's been a while, right? Yeah, I mean, the Packers have won. Five years at least. Packers won a three to four. Yeah, they they won it. Did they win it the year they went to the NFC? It was probably the year. Round? It was Case probably Keenum the year. Was the starting quarterback, the Minnesota year? Miracle year. Oh, the year because there was a year that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. That's right. 2017. So it's yeah. been five years. And yeah, they're due for that division. But do you really? Tr- I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, if I bet on the Minnesota Vikings. It all comes down if you trust Kirk Cousins or not. That's the only thing that matters with the Minnesota. Vikings. I do. I, I and and as okay, I, I think when you if the defense is improved, you got so many weapons there. Like, I do trust them enough. If I were to make a bet on the Vikings, it would be, I would lay the minus 110 for them to make the playoffs. That would be mm. the way I would go. I know you could look over nine wins. I think this is a, a playoff football team. I think they make it. Yeah, nine's this, a fair number with the total at 17 games. Yeah. I mean, that's barely above 500. That, that is what their MO is, is they're a really good team. They win 10 games, and then they crap out in the first round. Well, they also lose games they should win. Yes. I mean, you look at, they were 0-2 yes. to start last year. They should have won that game against Cincinnati. They lost in overtime yes. on the road, and they choke against the Cardinals. The Cardinals could get the record field goal last to year? win that game um, in the final Ten? seconds. So were, were, who's that? Vikings? Ten and seven. No, they're eight and nine. No, eight and nine. They oh, made playoffs. Wow. Yeah. So they. So were, like they, that. Well, to me, that's the, always the question I ask myself with win totals. What's the improvement or the dis or the you know the, the the up or down from last year? Like you have to ask yourself: Are they a two? Are they a two win team better than last year? I think that's fair. I think that's they are, especially when you factor in. And Tim, you we were talking about this last week, and one and seven in one score games. You yeah. expect some that's a gr- regression that, yes. there to hundred percent. What was their turnover number last year too? Those are they always were positive. The they numbers. were big time on turnovers. They were one of the top turnover teams in the okay. league, but they were terrible in one score games. I'm always so. curious that, and again, that's always something that I look at last year. All right, one score games, turnovers, those tend to even out. So if a team was one and seven and they go three and four in one score games, they hit their number. So that's Fair. That's an under 500 record in one score games, and they would hit that over. Packers, last time the Packers didn't win the division was 2018. That's when the Bears won it, the double doink uh, against oh, wow. the Eagles that year. And then the Vikings won it the year prior, as you mentioned, Joe, 2017. Uh, Jared Smith hanging out with us in studio at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Uh, check out his work with Pixwise, a little vacay. Some breaking news, <laughs> uh, by the way, from uh, Jared's personal life. He's moving to Vegas. Yes. Gonna be the breaking that. news stinger. On He's going to be our neighbor. Uh, we got two minutes left. Uh, I'll let you guys kind of geek out on baseball on the other side. But yay! Uh, so far, I've made two bets, and I know I'm not trying to say that. You know, I bet the Eagles at plus two seventy five to win the division, and I said it on the show. Uh, and then I bet the Colts at even money to win the AFC South. What? What was the price on that? Uh, plus, you know, even money plus okay. hundred. Um, for you. Who are you all in on or fading? Is there is there a bet that you've kind of loved that you've played so far in the NFL? Early on, I got in on the Jets at five and a half. I'll probably scalp that over at six, oh. over five and a half. I'll probably scalp six, six and a half under. Were you it's very excited about Zach Wilson sleeping with his uh, mom's best friend? <laughs> Did that feel like it, it helped out the five and a half? Gonna no comment on that one. <laughs> um, the Eagles were one that I another one that I just I don't see how they're a bad team this year. And I they know. and they play, it scares me it, exactly. It and scares the price me. Joe. Scares me too. I'm 
nervous. Because I think I laid 40 or 50 cents for over eight and a half. Um, I think it was 50 cents, which is a lot. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a big number. But I do think they are the best team in that division. And I think that's a division that can be very weak at times. It all comes down to Jalen Hurts. If of Jalen Hurts plays well. But people, I, I feel that like defense people, is really good. I, people, I feel like people forget Joe and Jared. They did make the playoffs last year. Of course they did. I mean, they they stunk up the joint in the playoffs, but they but made the playoffs. But it was Jalen Hurts' first playoff game on the road against the defending Super Bowl champs. Like, yeah. And Tom Brady. Like, I, I understand now. He you like the Eagles, right? He looked overmatched the in that game, for sure. Uh, NFC, Rams to win the division, Vikings to win the division, Eagles to win the division, and the Panthers over win total. Over Ooh. six and a half. Carolina's an interesting team. Trusting the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, really, you don't have to love Baker Mayfield. He no, is an upgrade. Matt Rules, which you gotta to, love. To, you don't have to love him to get to seven. All right, let's take a break. Jared Smith hanging out with us in studio. It is the nightcap here on Visa. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, DC. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Joe Fan, filling in for Sean King tonight. I'm Tim Murray. Jared Smith, future Vegas resident <laughs> from Pixar. my tan. That's the big one, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm very tan. Pale. As you can see. Yeah. Very, very tan, Joe. That's you're t- there's a lot of a lot of pale yes. pale dudes right the now. Ginger got, vibes yeah. going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Little nine yards. Um. So uh. So today we have the uh, the home run derby. It goes to Juan Soto. 
uh, depending on when you got it at different spots. It hits over 7-1 to one here at Circa earlier today. I think it closed plus 450. Uh, Juan Soto ends up winning. Um, Pete Alonso, a little disappointing. I was I was surprised. Well, he was doing like squats before. The, yeah. <laughs> like maybe like relax yeah, on that. Dude's bro. meditating, like, doing squats before the before the thing. He gets interviewed and he's like, "I'm just here to have fun, no pressure, or whatever." Yeah, and and he gets like, into it and he's like, "Hang cleans and like power curls." He's got Tony Robbins in his ears in between <laughs> in between rounds. We still have yet to uh, see a uh, a three a three peat in the home run derby. Yeah, that was when everyone. I'd like if if I would have done our picks wise show today, I would have picked Alonzo. Like we talked about it, I was probably going to put a little little nugget on Alonzo. Um, but I I think listen, this is a tough event to cap. Yeah, because it's very random. Well, and Kyle Schwarber certainly <laughs> yeah. he looked that like one, he looked no like he was in on the take. Please. He was like, uh, yeah, and just, Tim's like, don't worry about it. It's fun because poo holes, whatever. When his guy gets a cakewalk <laughs> to the finals, and Julio hits eighty one bombs and loses. Yeah, Julio will be back. Tim, That's you're my a prediction. Schmuck. Julio, Julio looked like a guy like you could tell with Alonzo. That's why the second time around with Alonzo, I thought was an easy bet last year, and that's why I didn't care what the market said. Like I had to bet him this year. Um, it, it, it looks like Julio is a guy that fits that event very well. He he will be back. He will definitely be back. And just, just next re- year's home run derby in Seattle. Is it really? Oh well, there you go. There's the narrative already. He'll probably be the favorite. Yeah, Kansas beat. A 16, a 9, the, the lowest rated 4, <laughs> oh, a 10, geez. beat Villanova. I we're with, baseball in well, this segment. What I'm saying is he's all angry that Joe's all mad. Troll, troll, troll your boat over there, Tim Murray. Like 81 that. home troll runs. And I'm just saying, it doesn't matter. It's all about the path, baby. It's and, true. Uh, good job, Winnie the Pool Hulse. Thank you, Kyle The Schwarber bracket does matter. It, it, it's part of the <laughs> handicap in this thing. Absolutely. It used to not be that way. No, it was just... It used it, to just be how many home runs. Well, and I mentioned that some of the most iconic home run yes. moments that we recall... Josh Hamilton. That's, I brought that Absolutely. up to Absolutely, that's Mark, the one. Mark McGuire at Fenway. Yeah. N- neither one of those guys won. So Julio put on the show yeah. tonight. It really goes to show you how important I it is to go second. Team. Yes, that's true. That is true. Well, it's like blackjack. You know, yeah. you want to have the house advantage of knowing Juan Soto was the four seed, and he got to be the higher... He was the lower seed every time, so he got you know got that. Um, so let's and only because Schwarber lost, right? Because right. Schwarber that. was the, Schwarber was the one, and he what didn't. He like tied. He hit the twenty oh, yeah. home run. There, that is. There's some controversy. He hit the twenty home run. It didn't count it. Yeah, media. there's some controversy there that mm. uh, Kyle Schwarber did indeed hit Best his twentieth home run. Um, so let's stick with uh, Juan Soto, and we'll get into some baseball talk here too. So the latest rumors and reports are and. Joe, you mentioned this earlier in the show. Buster only during the broadcast said league execs are expecting Juan Soto to be traded wow. before the deadline. Wow. Which is which is surprising to me. I, I know there was another report out there that Washington was going to have another offer. And if they turn that down, look, the fact of the matter is this. A, Scott Boris almost never allows his clients to sign before they meet free agency. Yeah, maybe the lone exception was Steven Strasburg when he got a seven for one seventy five, and but he had an opt out after three years. Seems low considering what we're talking about with some of these other guys. Well, and that's what you know he was. I mean, I, I was at that press conference. I think Aaron was there too. It was like someone kicked Scott Boris's dog. He was like, I was like, your client just signed for one hundred and seventy five million dollars. Like, all things considered, that seems like a very moderate. Well, now price. he's now yeah. well now Steven Strasburg is what two forty five, and yeah. it's the worst contract maybe in sports yeah, alongside his teammate Patrick Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's Just, another one. <laughs> yeah. 2019 was amazing. 2019 was. was amazing. All right. So Juan Soto offered latest 15 years, 440, which would be the biggest deal in history by 
total number surpassing Mike Trout, but annual average value would be 20th in yeah. current Major League Baseball. So it's just not going to happen. So do you think Juan Soto, we'll start with Jared and we'll go to Joe, do you think he's dealt before the trade deadline? I mean, I don't believe anything these insiders say these days after the Woj stuff in the draft. <laughs> so I, I think that is the first hesitation that Olney's coming out so... I mean, that's a pretty bold statement. What are we, like a week away? But two weeks away from the deadline? We're two weeks away. August 2nd. I'll like, say this, though, guys. It's really... It's Juan Soto and Scott Boris, both today the media, not happy this got out. And yeah, exactly. So, okay, so, so that's fair. So that makes you think that maybe so there's some truth I think, to it. I mean, look, ownership, in my opinion, leaked this right Probably. before the, t- the deadline. The timing of the leak for during the, the All-Star. home run derby that he's competing in, that he won... Well, and they set it up so poorly, too, with this leak, which because he just had to answer question after question today about this. And it's just, it, it's not, it, I'm sure he's annoyed. You know, probably made him a better bet for the Derby. That's what I, I really said it on Friday's show. Off. I was like, he's mad. He's mad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but if he gets dealt, it's going to be a huge, huge haul for the Nationals. But who cares about the Nationals right now because they stink? When you're thinking about capping this for the remainder of the season, I mean, the Mets are reportedly intrigued. Um, Man, the Padres apparently like my buddies out in San Diego has a, they're all in on on Juan Soto. There were articles written about you know how the Padres make a lot of sense. Um, let's just hypothetically say that he goes to San Diego. What does that do to that, them as a team, Joe? Moving forward, if Juan Soto's now in that, and let's say they don't give up Tatis and they they're not going to give up Machado, they'll probably give up some give younger up pieces. One of those guys. Maybe Maybe Mackenzie Gore, yeah, McKenzie, and then their top three, you know, prospects, and then some. Is weird these days, but I don't think, I don't know if the Padres have enough to go get him. That's the thing is, the asking price is going to be astronomical. How much do teams try to to bump down the asking price, given that they know after the twenty twenty four season he's going to be a free agent? There's no guarantee other than having a head start of getting him in the building and building relationships, and hopefully having him want to stay. They're not going to have a leg up over anybody else when it comes to that free agency period. But you still get them for two. Sure, two I'm just years. telling you how the negotiations are going right. to go. Every yeah. team on the other end of the phone is going to say, "Well, Washington, but yeah. this is the scenario," and they will rebuttal with exactly what you said. They get you get Juan Soto for three pennant races, and so yeah, the hall is going to be ridiculous. And I think it's it's brilliant for Washington to leak it. And I know Juan Soto and Scott Boris are mad, but if, if you're Washington, he's gone. And you're not going to pay him what it would keep him to stay or what it would take for him to stay. And so it's it's incumbent on you to start fielding as many offers as possible for teams who are looking to go all in, not just for this season, but for 2023 and 2024 as well. That's the part of it that makes sense on why they leaked it. Maybe they're not getting the offers that they want. and Maybe people think that it's not serious. Yeah, yeah, and by leaking it, you create intrigue and also you create a little bit of urgency amongst general managers say, all right, well, we better up our offer because clearly there's... So, so is that going to work? I don't know. But the timing of that... Now, I was not watching in a place where I could hear the broadcast, right. so I did not hear that. My gut reaction to the timing of that news being leaked, because you're right, Buster only only gets that because it was directly told by general manager, owner, whoever. It, that timing is very curious, and that timing is strategic. If you're a GM of a team that has an aspirations to win a World Series, either this year or 2023 or 2024, you have to pick up the phone, period. Of course. 
and so I that's just, why Washington's I just don't smart. Know what the what the what the asking price really is? It'll be astronomical. Like, what, like the asking price, the the Timberwolves for KD, like like you know, like uh, uh, like a package like that where teams are literally going to laugh at you for even asking. Yes, like and, that will be the initial. But the diff- but I would say the difference is. Juan Soto's 23 years old, and Kevin yeah. Durant is, you know, Yeah, 34. it's a different situation, even though Katie's still viewed by some right. as the best player in the game, and that's up for debate. But it, ah, man. who do you think right Jared now? Jared Kelnick, Edwin Arroyo. Uh, <laughs> he wants it. He wants him. It's Marte, uh, Matt Brash, Logan Gilbert. <laughs> Boom. He's already made. He's already is, done. The, do, do they have an NBA? If I'm Mike Rizzo, oh, deal is done. If I'm Mike Rizzo, oh, you want Juan Soto, Seattle? Yeah, we'll take Julio. We'll take Julio. Oh, no thanks? Yeah. Okay, click. And then like seventeen draft picks. Like what? Like, like what, what? What is a draft pick worth? So right now, as we're at the unofficial halfway point of the baseball season, you had to make one future today: to win the pennant, to win the World Series, to come back to win a division. What would you do, Joe? Go to win bet. Get the Mariners at seventy-five to one. <laughs> Says the guy wearing the Mariners shirt. It's uh, notable. It's, it's it is really it interesting. Is that in all seriousness, shirt? absolutely. It is, it is really thirty. Shot, it is circa is down to thirty to one. Thirty to one. Yep. And so, so even if they make the playoffs, you can start hedging immediately. That that is a fair you know, point. Seventy-five to one ticket in the playoffs. Not as lengthy. You start hedging every series, and at seventy-five to one. Listen, this is coming from a, a Yankees fan, so you know it's legit. The Astros are the best team in the American League. Agreed. It's and I'm not especially saying especially if they get Luis Castillo. Yeah, that's another. That's a whole another story. But the Astros have the top of the rotation that I trust. They have the bullpen that I trust, and they have the offense that I trust. The Yankees, I can poke holes in the rotation. I can poke holes in Aaron Judge not keeping. Like it's all Aaron Judge right now. Should he win MVP? We'll discuss some of that on the other side. It's the nightcap here on VC. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. And a weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms, conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink. Responsible. It is a nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Joe Fan from WinBet at Joe underscore Fan. Jared Smith. At Jared Lee Smith from PixWise, I am Tim Murray, and uh, someone just tweeted us. Dino tweeting us said, uh, just reiterating the Kyle Schwarber controversy. Did he hit his twentieth home run? Was it like if like, yeah. like if you were like a, a fair and unbiased observer? I believe it. Yeah, I think he hit his twentieth home run. I think you guys didn't count it. Wow. So, uh, and look, like there's a this is a pretty heavy recreationally bet event. Yeah. So it's the only thing in, on it's only yeah, thing, the only thing on the board only thing today. to bet today. I would imagine there's some people that are pretty upset about that right uh, now with much bigger bets than we had. I already. would imagine every Schwarber better got will get a refund. Uh the good karma? We'll see. I don't I, know. I guess it depends because it's hard because you can't project him to actually win right. the thing. But you can refund there might the be, matchup. There might be some books Google out there who do that and some that say action is action. Um, yeah. All right, a couple more baseball thoughts because I want to get to someone with college football here in just a moment. Um, Shohei Otani is minus 115 now to win MVP, AL MVP. 
at DraftKings. Aaron Judge sitting at plus 150. Jordan Alvarez at 10 to 1. Is there a bet to be made for Shohei, for Aaron Judge? Would you look at Jordan Alvarez? What would you guys do right now? Because to me, the way I look at it is, I just don't know how Shohei doesn't win this. I understand that the Yankees are clearly the best team in baseball, and Aaron Judge is having an MVP season. But what Shohei is doing is just ridiculous with his mm. pitching, with his hitting, and his hitting numbers aren't as you know prolific as they were last year, but they're still pretty damn good. So at plus 150, is Judge worth a look? Is Jordan Alvarez maybe worth a look a little bit further down the way? What would you do with the AL MVP market? I think there's two ways to look at it. First of all, Jason Stark's column in The Athletic last week was very telling. He had Alvarez over Judge, hmm. which now I don't know if he's a voter or not. I would imagine he is. Um, that was interesting because it kind of reminded me of the Tim Bonkamps with the NBA MVP. I mean, the market flipped on a dime for oh, Jokic man. right after that. that. Was a- but the market didn't flip towards Alvarez. It flipped towards Shohei. Mm-hmm. And I think what that showed is a lot of weakness in Aaron Judge's candidacy, which makes sense. He's kind of, I don't want to say he's a one-tool player, but he, he is a candidate for MVP because of his home runs. Whereas Shohei, it's everything. And Alvarez, it's kind of a mix of everything, too. The other thing that was interesting, and a couple of odds makers I talked to this week said, don't, they might split the baby here. And they might go judge MVP Shohei Cy Young, which that's the value bet to make right now. What is he, 8-1 to one to win the Cy Young? Uh, that would be one I would consider. But I've had a Shohei ticket since, like, May at, like, plus 350. So I'm just chilling with that. I was thinking about coming off a judge, but the market kind of looks like it's going to be Shohei right now. And the market Sho- is Shohei is uh, the third favorite in the AL Cy Young market at DraftKings at 7-1. to one. Uh, Shane McClanahan, who is starting the All-Star game tomorrow, is at plus 205, and Verlander at plus 260. Then it's Garrett Cole at 8-1, Dylan Cease at 9-1. to one. Mm. I just don't think we can get worn out or trivialize what Shohei is doing. Okay. It feels like baseball fans are already getting there where they autom- automatically want to turn to Jordan or Aaron Judge because of the home runs that he hits. And, and Jordan is, to me, the best pure hitter in the game of baseball right yeah. now. Um, but sh- what Shohei is doing, we none of us have ever seen it in our lifetimes. I don't think our parents have seen it in their lifetimes. No. I mean, it, it's just doesn't, it's not something that happens. And we may never see it again. And so I've had people say, well, it should be a hitter's award. That's what the Cy Young's for. No, it should be the most valuable player. And if he does this for the next 10 years, he should be the MVP the next 10 years. He's got 19 home runs at the All-Star break, 56 RBIs, 51 runs on an absolutely terrible team. And was it like a 2-6 ERA looking for his pitching numbers here? Uh, His pace per nine are better than McClanahan. That's what the oddsmaker said to me this week. 12.7 strikeouts per nine. It's just absurd. So, yes, he should be the MVP, without question. Yeah. I, I, and he should be the MVP next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, as long as he's doing this. to him. And I think we, all I hear from a lot of smart people is voter fatigue, voter fatigue. It's they been don't one like year. Yeah. I, I know, but that's... But it's it, embarrassing. It, it is, that is the narrative, and it's a narrative award. But I don't think the rule, those rules apply to Shohei. Like, those traditional rules that we think about with these award markets, which is it takes the increased output to win it the second year. It shouldn't. I don't, I don't think it will. I don't I think even the think it's, it's, I don't even think it's a debate. I think the market's telling us it's Otani, and at this point, I'm not even hedging Judge. I'm just going to let the market speak for itself. The fact that Judge was favored for most of the season in that little gap where he got really hot, it was like he started out cold, and then like mid-May, he was like, 
and he was favored up until very recently because of the performance of what Shohei's done on the mound, which is why the, the, the Cy Young Award might make sense. But he's going to win the MVP. I think. You mentioned a strikeout per nine. I mean, only Dylan Cease among the starters has a better strikeout per nine at 12.9. Yeah. He's at 12.7 strikeouts per nine innings. He, he's tremendous. So, yeah, just uh, a quick thought there. We'll, uh, we'll wrap up the show uh, with some thoughts on the All-Star game tomorrow if there's anything people want to look to fire Nerfy. Off. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually have an the Yerfi and the Nerfy. Uh, we'll we'll get to uh, Jared's favorite bets, which is uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes run first Someone inning. Called me a first inning whisperer last week, and I think I might take that and run with it. All right, right. I mean, whatever. Not? Have they been good to you? Yeah, the Nerfies have. The Yerfies have not. The 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 Nerfies have been good. They have been good. <laughs> the Nerfies. The Nerfies have been good. There's nothing like just like a little, you and know. That's what the you need. Is. You need a little action in your system. Yes. Well, it's and very you need similar. Six to like outs right the out of the first gate. Quarter bets in the NFL, or you know, we see first team to score in the NFL a lot too. Or first team to ten points, fifteen yeah, points, twenty to, points yeah. in basketball. Oh, those, those are tremendous. Yeah, the race yeah. to ten. It's race the same to thing. Those we hit a few tremendous. of those. It's in the same thing. Just year. lock in absolutely. real quick. Those are those are absolutely six outs, man. Six up, six. Those are tremendous. Go. All right, I want to I want to mention this. Um, Caesars, uh, I think. Multiple people, Ben Fox uh, from VSIN put this out on Twitter too. In the futures book at Caesars, almost 50% of their handle, here's the tweet, it's from Max Meyer, 48.7% of the handle on the national title at Caesars is on Alabama. The other 129 teams combined, 51.3%. Guys, I, I look at this Alabama team. And, you know, we talked about it, Joe, on your show. Um, at the time, I think at WinBet, it was 2-1. to one. You could find around 2-1, to one, um, which, once again, you know, implied probabilities, around 33% chance for this to happen. This Alabama team was ahead of schedule last year. Yeah. And they were, in my opinion, Jamison Williams' injury away from winning the national title. But he goes down, and it kind of changes the tenor of that game. Um, you know, they... They have Texas A&M, but they get them at home. Um, you know that's gets to be a big game. I mean, you look at I, I, I gig them. I looked at um, someone put out some of the look ahead lines for Alabama this well, year. Seven points, probably the lowest, right? Uh, and that's that A&M game. Fifteen against Texas. Seventeen <laughs> against Arkansas. Sixteen against A&M. Thirteen and a half against Tennessee. Sixteen at LSU. Goodness. Twenty-four. Against Auburn, they're gonna lose one of those games, right? Though? Maybe, but it doesn't matter. I mean, if they lose they're a still game, gonna be, yeah, exactly. They, they have to matter. look. If they win the SEC, they have to lose two games. They're not going, gonna be an SEC title. Yeah, I it's mean, the only way that they don't get in basically, the they have to lose a regular season game and lose the SEC championship game to Georgia, which I guess would be possible. Um, I, I wouldn't bet them to win the title. Um, I think Ohio State could, with their offense, could be a, a thorn in their side. But Alabama guys, like. Not only do they have an elite offense with the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, by the way. Yeah. They brought in ridiculous transfers. Uh, you know, Jermaine Burton from Georgia. Tyler Harrell. Uh, you might not know the name. He averaged like 20 yards per reception last year at yeah. Louisville. He's a ridiculous burner. Jameer Gibbs is a stud. Uh, you know, they bring in. They get Eli Ricks to come in at corner. They're, wow, you know they're mar yeah, the they're, transfer portals. They're, pretty, uh, pretty I mean, they're just nasty. And he's the mayor of the transfer. Portal. He really no. Well, they, when it comes to college sports, 
I mean, he's so direct traffic. He's literally. The well, king. let me ask you this: What would you do? Would you go Alabama? Would you stay off the futures market? I mean, I, I, I do think that the playoff has completely changed. Totally agree. How you look at the futures market because it's just. Sometime. You can get Alabama at plus 200 probably week six, week Look, seven. In, like, why would you bet that now? In you know? 2012, we were a Baylor upset over Kansas State away from seeing Kansas State and Notre Dame in the national championship. But instead, we got Alabama against Notre Dame, and Alabama won by four touchdowns. The playoff has completely changed that. Now you got to win two games, and it's just really hard to find value in the futures market. To me, I think Ohio State and Alabama, I really believe this year, guys, those two, and then I think there's a decent gap before you get to the Georgias. Of the I world. guess my question: Why isn't it value? If you're getting Alabama plus money, and you know they're going to be in the playoffs, you just don't know between now and then. It's the uncertainty locking up your money for that long. Yeah, that's, to me, that's. Where I would. I, I wouldn't be the second they win their first month of games by three touchdowns. All right, we got to take a break. It's the nightcap here on BC. Yeah, we do. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets. That includes Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, it costs only 19 bucks. To be a subscriber through the end of the month. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. It is the nightcap wrapping things up. Scott Seidenberg coming up next. Also part of Team Juan Soto today. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing you said when I saw him. That he got Soto. <laughs> a good one. I mean, I wish I had a ticket, too. Um, 
Jared Smith and uh, unhappy Joe fan. Uh, <laughs> Julio was great, though. You got to be happy. Oh, I'm very happy. You got to be happy. I wish I had taken a video of Joe uh, outside the studio here. <laughs> he was trying to pump up the crowd. He was, he was doing the crowd pump it. up there. He's an excitable he guy. Was the first time I've met him in person. He was channeling his inner Russell Wilson. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> are, you, are you still sad about Bro Russell? Oh, no. No, you're no. okay. I, I don't really have an emotional invest with the Seahawks the way That's I do the fair. Mariners. That's fair. So. You you are a bit you're I, that's all I see. Yeah. Mariners. Well, when you're in 14 straight and you haven't made the playoffs in 20 years, it sort of consumes. You know, I was watching a little bit sports. of the Jeter documentary. They were showing that Mariners Yankees ALDS, which was my first baseball memory. Oh God, that was tremendous such, ALDS. Such an incredible, yeah. unbelievable. Griffey slides home, oh, jumps into the arms of A Rod. Winning it was Dom Manningly's only playoff series. I believe Dude, I was a big Dom Manningly. I think Brent Musburger was on the call. Oh, wow. he was. Wow, I gotta go back and watch that series. Brent, tremendous. Literally was everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Shout out Brett Musburger it's on between him and Bob Costas. A, I mean, and well, Costas is tremendous at baseball. Three of them winning. Just if you if you watch Winning Time, Brett Musburger oh, yeah, was yeah, calling yeah, all those yeah, playoff yeah, games yeah, in yeah, the '80s. Right. You watched uh, uh, the Catholics versus convicts, uh, thirty for thirty. <laughs> Brent Musburger called <laughs> Notre Dame, Miami. Um, you know, convicts, you turn on so Cars good. too. Brent Car Musburger Cars. is the broadcaster <laughs> if you have a little kid like I do. So <coughs> Brent has been everywhere. Can't uh, miss movie. Um, so uh, I, I, I mentioned this. I want to mention this, and I'm curious what you guys think. So we talked about the futures market and how it's going to move. Here's what I would say. If you're, if you're desperate to get in on Alabama, I actually think there might be an opportunity. I don't know how much the odds will change, but week one... Alabama plays Utah State. They'll win by a million. Yeah. Name the Week number. two, they go to Texas, right? Mm. That's their big non-conference game. Ohio State, who has the second shortest odds to win the title at DraftKings, they're three to one. And in my opinion, that's correct. I think they are the second best team. They're super skilled offensively. They open with a high, high profile game against a top 10 team in Notre Dame. Ohio State's going to win by two <laughs> to three touchdowns. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. It's, I've, it's, I've totally accepted yeah, it. It's fine. Accepted. They're really, really good. Like, Ohio State is, is tremendous offensively. Notre Dame's got a lot of questions on the defense and the offense, whatever. How much does the odds shift after that week? Is there the overreaction? If Ohio State, ABC primetime, Saturday, college game days there, if they throw up 42 on Notre Dame and win by 17 to 21, Alabama does their thing against Utah State. Is that the week? Is that the window where maybe the odds just shift a little bit down where you can jump in on Alabama? Maybe, but you just saw Notre Dame, like, what, the eighth favorite on the board there? So Notre Dame's going to lose, and they're going to get equity sucked out of the market, and that might be the equity that Ohio State needs to where it wouldn't take odds away from Alabama. If it it's might a, just move Ohio If State it's up, a 2-1 to one now, I guess that was a point as I yeah. am an idiot and lost track of the clock at the end of their last segment. But <laughs> my point being, what, what would it possibly get to? Like, What were you yeah. hoping to get it at plus if Ohio State plus wins? Well, what, another penny? Yeah. Books aren't going to give away big value yeah. on Alabama. There no was, And the crazy thing is, like, and, and I think Brad Powers you know, told us, right after the national championship, he bet Alabama. He got it at 3-1, to one, and that's, that was the best you're going to do. And it's, yeah, and because it's crazy. You think back to last year, and I, I still kick myself because I, I was at the book. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make a bet. I'm going to make a futures bet here on either Georgia or Oklahoma. Both at Oklahoma. both at eight to one. I picked Oklahoma. Yeah, so mm. that happens. I chose poorly. Yeah, that'll happen. Tremendous. Spencer Rattler lets you down. Oh, Spencer <laughs> Rattler. What's he up to these days? By the way, 
Uh, I know there's uh, there's thoughts on the network and you know looking around. So I made two bets yesterday. I talked about both of them on Saturday on the show. Uh, I bet MGM. I bet over Ohio State ten and a half wins. Juice was minus one seventy five. Tremendous price. So you look around. There's a lot of eleven. Circa has eleven. Um, I think Westgate posted eleven and a half today on Ohio State. And then I went over on Oklahoma. A little trepidation there. It was at nine. I wouldn't have played nine and a half. It really, to me, comes down to the Nebraska game. If they get past Nebraska week three on the road, I think there's a lot of there's a good chance they they get to ten wins in a uh, you know in a in a good but maybe not great uh, Big Twelve this year. All right, let's wrap things up. All star game tomorrow. Um, anything you're looking at bet wise? Total is is eight. Uh, McClanahan and Kershaw are your two starting pitchers. I was surprised that they didn't give Sandy the nod there. Should they Clayton got it for the hometown? Of course, but but also Sandy's can't miles be away the best pitcher in Agreed. the National League this year. But you can't be surprised Dodger Stadium. No, but what it does is it kind of makes me like the. I hate to say it, but it kind of makes me like the Urfi a little bit. So by the way, I've done five and five, Urfi in the last ten, or Nerfi five and five, whatever. Yes. Yes, run, run first, first inning. inning. No run first <laughs> inning. And you're getting pretty good plus money on the yes. So I, I, that's how I would now, again, the All-Star game, it's an exhibition. If you really have an edge on it, then I, good luck. Um, I, I just don't see how you know what the sequence of the bullpen is going to be. Have any lineup roster moves. Like You have no idea what these managers are going to do. So any bet that you make is, you know, you're, you're speculating. Um, but... I do think at plus money, a, a yes run first inning bet because of the you're facing arguably the best six hitters in baseball at the top um, of each top of each lineup, and you're not getting the best pitcher in baseball with Clayton Kershaw. You're getting the I don't want to say subpar, but you're definitely not getting the all star elite starting pitcher for the National League. So you're getting I think a little bit of an edge, and that's why I think the odds are a little bit lower than expected. I usually I was expecting like minus one fifty, minus one sixty for the no run first inning. Mm. But I saw minus one thirty, so I would I would take a stab on the yes there, just for a little sprinkle. So you got Julio starting? No, no, he's in the game though. Right? He is in the game. Yeah. Uh, I I like the eight over or under. They play over, yeah, yeah. Bullpens are so screwed. Guys are gonna be coming in weird spots. Every yeah. hitter is the best guy on his team. I agree. Um, I don't think, and especially it's I, I don't know if I'll play eight and a half, but that you push on eight. Yeah, I saw push a seven on and five three somewhere, right? Just looking at recent years, uh, last year five to two. There's two, been some high scoring. Three games. years ago, four to three, eight to six in 2018. So, with the number being eight, the last four out of the last five have actually gone under, which is interesting. Even at Coors Field, it was uh, just seven runs. Did you guys see how it's going to be? Uh, how the game will end if it's yeah. if it's tied? Don't even tell. Juan me. Soto and Julio Rodriguez run it back. The All Star game. <laughs> if the All Star game were tied after nine innings, the game will be settled by a home run derby. But it's an exhibition. That's fine. It's not like the game matters anymore. It doesn't. I, I like it. Home yeah, field. I do too. I, I think it's you know. But that's another thing. How many of those unders were when the game actually did matter? When did it stop matter? I it didn't matter last year. No, I know. When did it stop mattering? I think it mattered in 2019, if I remember. Because. It's a totally different vibe when the home field advantage of the World Series is on the line. I mean, those guys, there's a, there's like half the players in that clubhouse that are like, we want this. Now it's not that you don't get that vibe. The AL participants, by the way, did you see who's who the AL participants are, Joe? Oh, they named the three players? Ty France. Oh, man. Kyle Tucker. Watch your mouth, Jared. 
Julio Rodriguez. Oh, wow, you got two. Two yeah, out of the three. Two out of the three. Who's, a, the NL will put in Pete Alonso. Obviously. Who was awful tonight in the dirt. Ronald Acuna Jr. Yep. And Kyle Schwerber. Juan Soto, not part of the participation. If we go to tie, I'm really hoping for a tie now after nine innings. I want to see this. After he was left off the roster until Sunday. He wasn't out of the My roster until was Sunday. He was a snub. He, he, he was deserved, a snub, he but he was, there's like five different replacements. He wasn't one of them. And then Mike Trout bowed out, and it's uh, and now Ty France. Deserving How about Trout, so. the captain of the uh, Team World USA? Baseball Classic. I like that. I like that. All I've right. never gotten to cheer for Mike Trout before, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, so you would are you are you locking it in, or are you just like a lean on the over? Why not? I'll lock it in. Lock I'll bet the year fee plus money. Your I think I saw plus 105. I would bet the year fee like plus 105, plus 110. Anything plus money is fair game. Yes, run first inning. A little over. We're, we're looking for runs. I want this to end tied so we could see the home run derby. How about like a 3-3 first inning? <laughs> I did. There, there, there was a game recently that was like a four-two first inning. It was like crazy. It was like four or five years ago. Well, like, if Scherzer was starting, he would give up a home run, a hundred percent, because he just gets so. Is this McClanahan's first All-Star game? I believe so. Yeah. Hey, yeah. A little jitters there. A little jitters early. Thanks to Greg Bell. Thanks to Jared Smith for hanging out with us. Thanks to Joe Fan. Great job, Joe. Thank you for. Uh, it was fun, man. Good times. Thank you to Juan Soto as well. <laughs> Kerching. The look ahead's coming up next right here on Visa. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.